notorious RBG has passed, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was, uh, she was a scholar of the law. She was. I don't agree with her viewpoints, but she was, in my opinion, very phenomenal. She lived, she led a great life. Um, it, 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 it's a huge loss, okay? Now, uh, I, I just want to, you know, send my condolences to the family and all that. Um, I, I guess I can say it kind of helps because it was kind of expected since she's, since she was sick since 2009 or diagnosed since 2009. Um, but it's still, you know, a loss is a loss and it's, it still hurts. Um, so my condolences and prayers towards friends and family of, uh, Ruth, uh, Ginsburg. Okay. So with that said, now that she's passed, um, well, I mean, okay. So she died, she died at 87. Okay. So she had served, gosh, I want to say, she was sworn in 1993, I want to say. Fact checking on that, but I want to say it was 1993 by Bill Clinton. So 1993, I'm just, I'm just rounding. That's 27 years. That's a long time. That's a long time. So, you know, she really, uh, she, she had been doing this a long time. But now let me, let me say this. So with her, with, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg being gone, there's now an opening for, uh, the number of seats. There, there's now an opening, uh, seat on the Supreme Court. Um, so currently we have Clarence Thomas, uh, Stephen Breyer, John Roberts, uh, who is it? Samuel Alito Jr., uh, Sonia Sotomayor, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and Elena Kagan. I think, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, so that's eight. And you can't have the, the reason there's kind of like a big fuss right now. Let me just explain to those who aren't quite sure what's really going on right now in terms of this stuff and why it's so important. So you can't have, uh, eight justices. You need a tiebreaker. That's why, that's why there's nine. Um, and currently there's, uh, currently there's eight and you can't have that. So one of the big, one of the big reasons that, um, Trump is, being looked at and people aren't really, a lot of people aren't liking this, especially those on the left is because Trump, he, well, he's already, he was already appointed. He's already appointed to Neil Gorsuch and of course, Brett Kavanaugh, which we all remember. So this will be, this will be Trump's third, which is, I mean, that's, that's quite, that's quite a bit recently. Um, Clarence Thomas he is, he's, he's the longest serving member and he was, he was appointed by, uh, Bush, H.W. Bush, George H.W. Bush. Um, 
Bill Clinton, he nominated uh, Ruth Ginsburg and Stephen Breyer. Um, and then I want to say George W. Bush. I want to say he nominated two. Um, Barack Obama, uh, he nominated two. But now Trump has the opportunity to do three. It's like, whoa. And Trump is already disliked by the left. And now it's... in. The thing about the Supreme Court is that once you are on, once you are, you know, uh, nominated, confirmed, and then appointed, you're in. You're in for life. Um, and, and that, that's really huge. So this is a, this is a big threat to the left, and they, they don't take this lightly. And some people on the left, again, not all, but there have been some people on the left where they've said, look, Trump, if you even think about appointing someone, if you even think about nominating someone, you are going to get hell on earth. There's going to be more riots. Um, there's going to be violence. We're going to burn down the system. By the by, the way, there are there are actual people, notable people on the left, who've tweeted this. Seriously. Um. So this is this is huge stuff. Now. Who might replace her? Well, um, if you don't know who Amy Coney Barrett is, I'm just, I'm going to, here are my two. Here are the two names that you should listen for. Trump has already said he's going to, he's going to nominate a woman. And you know, what's amazing is that the left won't even give him credit for that. Because supposedly Trump is this sexist, uh, sexist person, but he's now said, "Okay, well, I'm going to elect a woman." They didn't, they didn't, they didn't at least give him credit for that. You know, Joe Biden, he was applauded for. Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to pick a woman. Oh yeah, okay. Trump says the same thing. Crickets from the left on on that matter. So here are the two names that I would say you should be listening for. These are the two names. I believe it's going to come down to either um, Amy Coney Barrett, or there's another one. I want to I want to say she's. I'm pretty sure she's Cuban. Uh, she's a Cuban American. Her name is uh, Barbara Lagoa. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Fact check me on that, but I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. Those are the two names that you should be listening for. Um. She's, she's, she's highly thought of. Okay. But I believe it's going to be, um, Amy Coney Barrett. Because when, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, when he was going through the whole process, her name came up. But, uh, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't ultimately picked. Um, so I think it's probably going to be Amy. And here's what the left doesn't like about Amy. Um, she's Catholic. Uh, she's, she's a, she's a Roman Catholic pro-life. Um, she's a conservative. And they don't, the left does not like that at all. So that's a huge problem for them. And they're going, here's the thing. I personally believe that they... Here's how you know the left is desperate. The left has now said, 
there have been notable people on the left where they've said, look, if Trump, if you nominate someone, we'll impeach you. Hmm. There's that word again, impeach. Because we, we haven't already had enough of that. But that's how threatened the left is by, by this. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. You have eight seats. Trump is... The, the left is in disaster mode right now. Here's why. The left knows that Joe Biden is not a strong candidate. They know that. Democrats know that. Anyone anyone with a, with a brain that works and eyes that work know that Joe Biden is not a strong candidate. So you have Trump, who is, you know, he's energetic. Um, he can talk for hours on end. He doesn't need a teleprompter. One of the, one of the quips against him is, Trump, can you please stick with a teleprompter? But Trump can easily go without a teleprompter. He can go for hours if you, if you've ever been to a rally. Joe Biden, on the other hand, is the opposite. Joe Biden needs a teleprompter. He is a shell. He's an absolute shell of a man. Um, so that you have a weak candidate. You have a guy who is 78, dementia, he's he's already had, you know, a brain aneurysm, which is, one is very serious, it, it's believed that he's had two. Um, you, you can see Joe Biden falling apart, so you have a weak Joe Biden, okay, then you have a strong, you have a strong Donald Trump, and then you have... Uh, these riots caused by the left. See, there's protests and then there's riots. People aren't really mad about the protests. People are mad about the riots. Because the riots are the ones where people are losing property. People are being threatened. People are being hurt. People, some people are being killed within these riots that are caught, that are on the left. Let me say this, the far left, because I don't want to just say that all Democrats are like this, because they're not. It's 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 the fringe left. Where they're saying, okay, yeah, just, you know, burn the buildings, burn the cars. You know, go around to random people just minding their own business and demanding that they raise their fists in in cooperation. And uh, just say Black Lives Matter and conform to what we tell you to conform to. So this is not a good thing for the left. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is gone. And now it's like, well, now, wait a minute. Trump has three people. Trump is going to nominate three people. Three. And here's the thing. Amy, Amy Coney Barrett, she is, uh, she's in her forties. She's 48. So she's young. She's, she, you know, she's, you know, obviously middle age, but, uh, she's young. Cause I want to, the youngest is, uh, I think it's, I think it's Neil Gorsuch. I think, he, I want to say he's 50, yeah, Neil Gorsuch is 53, Brett Kavanaugh is 55, uh, Elena Kagan is 60, Sonia Sotomayor is 66, Samuel Alito Jr. is 71, I think, um, Stephen Breyer is 82, John Roberts is 65, Clarence Thomas is, I think he just turned 72 a little bit ago. So you have you have a good number of them up there. Okay. 
So this is this is pretty huge stuff. So you're going to have three people, and see here. See here's the thing, and I I, I don't I don't wish this upon Stephen Breyer, but he's 82. Let's say Trump wins again, and I mean I would put Stephen Breyer. He could pop. He would be 86. His 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 time is you know it's running out, so he could he could die. And then Trump would, you know, he would have another one. So he could, he, Trump could possibly, if he wins, he could nominate four, he, he would, he could, he could possibly nominate four justices. That's huge. And that's just really gonna hurt, that's really gonna hurt the left. Now, let me, uh, let me say this. Um, I remember, in uh I remember in during Kavanaugh during Kavanaugh's thing, kind of where all that was going on, uh there was a twenty seventeen hearing and uh a senator from here from California, uh Diane Feinstein, um she talked she was talking to Amy Con- Amy Coney Barrett um about her religion. And she was saying, okay, well, I think, in a nutshell, she said, well, I think your religion is going to get in the way of things. Because you're pro-life, and it's not going to help. Um, so, yeah, okay, here's the quote. Uh, I think whatever a religion is, it has its own dogma. Um, the law is totally different. And I think in your case, Professor... By the way, Amy Amy is a professor. She's a professor. Um, and I think in your case, professor, when you read your speeches, the conclusion one draws is that the dogma lives loudly within you, and that's of concern. Now, let me say this, let me say this uh, in response to that. I believe, you know, I believe in a way, Senator Feinstein's right. Each religion has its own principles that are supposed to uh, the followers of of any specific religion. Um, Buddhism, you know, Buddhism, you know, Islam, Christianity, Mormonism. There are principles that exist in a religion that make up the core of that religion. And the followers of that religion are supposed, you know, they're supposed to live by those principles. And so what Diane Feinstein is saying is she's saying, okay, well, you know, Amy, uh, you're Roman Catholic. And these are, these are, you know, being pro-life, you know, you know, understanding and appreciating the sanctity of life, that is a, that's a Catholic principle. And so when you take that, it's like, mm, well, that means she's pro-life. So what about Roe v. Wade? Shoot. Yeah, Amy, we, we you know, that could really affect, you know, I, I think this, it'll affect your job. And so, uh, Amy's response was, uh, it's never appropriate for a judge to impose, uh, their personal convictions, whether they arise from faith or anywhere else on the law. And I think, I think, here's the thing, I think that it's huge. Um, I, cause I talked, you know, last week about how Christians need to vote the Bible and how Christians can't separate, they can't separate their lives in church and Sunday, their Sunday versions of themselves with, they have to line up their Sunday versions of themselves 
with the Monday through Saturday versions of themselves. The Bible should influence you. And so, now, while the Supreme Court, these are not moral positions, because their job is to interpret the Constitution. That's their job. So with Amy Barrett being a Roman Catholic, she's in a tough spot. Because you're not, you shouldn't take, because it's like, well, all you need to do is just interpret the law. You need to be unbiased and all that stuff. So that's, that's the, that's the legal side. That's the, that's the lawyer side of, uh, that's the lawyer side of Amy. The religious side of her, the Christian side, the Catholic side of her is saying, well, there, there are these principles that I base my life upon. These are, these are a big part of my foundation of who I am and what I believe and how I live my life. So you, so how, how do I balance interpreting the Constitution the way it seems to be and doing that unbiased and also being a good Catholic? That's the position that she is in. Now let me say this. The, the House, you know, listen, it's, it's up to the Senate. The, you know, the President, uh, the President nominates uh, the Senate uh, confirms, and um, then then she would be appointed. The House is controlled by the, by Democrats. Um, they are going they're going to fight her. Oh, we thought Brett Kavanaugh was bad. I mean, really, we thought Brett Kavanaugh was bad with that whole stupid thing, and. The sad thing about Brett Kavanaugh's thing was they ripped, they tried to rip his name to shreds. They tried to get rid of that dude. They said he's, he's a horrible human being. And it was all based, it was, it was all based off a baseless accusation, baseless, baseless accusations. Some of which have been proven to be, to be a lie. So you have, you have that situation, and it's like, hmm, okay, now what? How do we, how do we not let Trump get this? Like, what, what can we get on her? So they're really gonna fight tooth and nail here. And let me just talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dying wish. Cause, you know, it's just, it's so stupid because, here, okay, so, uh, uh, pretty much if you, if you, um, this, this is so stupid, but pretty much what she, what she said, supposedly her dying wish, and this is according to her granddaughter. So we have, we have no, we have no, we can't, we can't confirm this. We can't confirm this. Her, her dying wish was to not be replaced until a new president was sworn into office. Um, you know, Ruth, it doesn't matter that, that, let me say this. Let's say it's true. Let's say that is indeed her final wish. She's on her deathbed and she's, she's, she's leaving. She can barely talk and she's, she's, she's about to go and she's like, sweetheart, 
I just, when I go, I, I don't want to be replaced by Trump. Don't let me be replaced until someone else gets, in, gets into the Oval Office. Ruth, that's not, that's not up to you. That's, it's nice that you don't like Trump. That's, that's perfectly reasonable. You can, you can, you can, you can dislike him. But it doesn't matter what you, it doesn't matter what you want. What matters is what the law says. It's what, it's what the law says. The Constitution, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you, you are a scholar of the law. You really broke that thing down. And I, I don't agree with you on all, on all your decisions and stuff like that. But I will give you credit for that. But you do not. You do not. You do not get to say, oh, well, um, I don't want to be replaced by Trump. Wait, wait, wait till someone else does. Wait till someone else gets in. Wait till Joe gets in. And see, here's what, I, here's what I'm saying. So here, here's, here's what Ruth Bader Ginsburg is saying. She's saying, leave the seat open. If, let, let's say Trump wins again. What she's saying, she's saying to let, to have there be eight justices until Trump's final term is out if he wins. So we'd be looking at, you know, 2024, 2025. From here till now, she wants eight justices. Ruth, that's not up to you. That is not your decision. You have to, you just, you have to understand. And as a lawyer, as someone who, who spent a great portion of her life working with the law, working with the constitution, she understands this. She under, she understands this. I won't, I won't get in, I won't get into whether she, this actually was her final wish or whether it wasn't. But the point is made. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that that is her dying wish. It doesn't matter that she doesn't want to be replaced. So what? That's that's not that it, it it's irrelevant. It's relevant. Ruth, um, I can't I can't remember what year it was, but she was she she has a quote where she talks about how um, even if. And you, you can find this for me. I, I, I tried looking for it, but I just, I didn't come across it. But she was, uh, she talked about how, well, you know, even if it's the president's last year, he still has to do the job. Just because it, just because it's his last year doesn't mean he stops appointing. It doesn't mean he stops doing his job. He's still the president, so he still has to do his job. This now applies. This still applies. Donald Trump, yes. This could be his last year, but he's still the man. He's still the commander-in-chief. He's still the guy. He's still the president of the United States. He still has a job to do. And part of that job is to, is to nominate, you know, to, you know, to appoint someone, to nominate and then appoint someone to the Supreme Court. That's part of his job. It, this could be this could be his last year. He could get knocked out. I don't think he will. But while he is commander in chief, this is part of his job description. This is one of the bullet points that he has on his on his on his job description area. This is part of it. 
and the left wants to fight this tooth and nail. This is this is just absolutely, you know, this is just absolutely absurd. It's absolutely absurd. And the reason here's the reason that they're fighting this. The reason that um, the reason the left is fighting this so hard is because we have we have a Republican in the we have a Republican in the White House, and we have a Repu- we have a Republican controlled Senate. Trump says, "Okay, Amy Coney, Amy uh, Coney Barrett, it's you. I choose you." The Senate's going to say, "Yep, let's do it." Of course, of course, there's more stuff that has to happen, but in a nutshell, that's what's going to happen, and that terrifies the left. That terrifies Democrats. So that's where that's where we're at. Um, I mean, it it could be. It could possibly be Bar- Barbara Lagoa. It could be her. I I don't think it will be though. And the left, the left doesn't like her either. So you know we, we're we're gonna see, we're gonna see. But I, if you if you are holding me at gunpoint and I have to choose, I have to predict who Trump's going to pick. I I would, I would bet Amy. Clinton.